Hey Cracked fans, as winter slowly turns into spring and all of us look forward to getting back on the outdoor tennis courts, we here at Cracked Rackets want to ensure that you listeners have everything you need to make sure your return to outdoor tennis is a successful one. That's where our friends at Gamma Sports come in. Now, if you need new strings, new grips, new cord equipment, ball hoppers, machine tools, and accessories, whatever it may be, our friends at Gamma have it all for you. They've also, of course, got dampeners, over grips, replacement grips, they've got it all. And if you go to their website, gammasports.com slash tennis right now, you use our promo code CRACK20, you'll get 20% off your order. Now, I know Gamma has a new string pattern in the queue called the React Pro, which all of you Gamma string users will enjoy. And even if you're not using Gamma strings, maybe now's the time to start, but they've also got polyesters, everything you could be looking for from a tennis equipment standpoint, all in one location. Just go to gammasports.com slash tennis right now. Use that promo code CRACK20 to get 20% off your order. Again, gammasports.com slash tennis. Use that promo code CRACK20 to get 20% off your order. Welcome back, Crack fans, to another edition of the Crack Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. North Carolina Week continues here on the show as we are joined for the first time by UNC women's tennis head coach Brian Kalbus to chat, of course, about his team's dramatic 4-3 victory in the National Indoor Finals over Texas. I also want to talk to Coach Kalbus about what it's like to coach one of the super teams in women's college tennis this season, what it's like to have that much talent on the roster, the difficulties that come with balancing that sort of talent, ensuring everyone has enough playing opportunities. Of course, I also wanted to hear from him what it was like to find out that his class of seniors, Sanford, Jones, Graham, Davitella, were all coming back for an additional year, what he thinks of all the young stars on his roster. It's a fantastic conversation, one that's been a long time in the making. Feel like Coach Calvis should have come on the podcast years ago. Nevertheless, it is fantastic to finally have the chance to chat with him now. Of course, before we get to that interview, I have to remind all of you listeners, the reason these podcasts are made possible week in, week out, because of the support we get from all of you, from our Patreon family, and of course, from our friends at Midwest Sports. If you need any new equipment to ensure your optimal performance on the court, just go to MidwestSports.com. Use that promo code CR15 to get 15% off your order. Free two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75. And best of all, a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls. I feel like I have the ad read down to the point where I could do it as one of those auctioneers. Like, free tennis balls, free two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75. Do I have Wilson Extra Duty? Do I have Wilson Extra Duty? Anyways, you can have Wilson Extra Duty by going to MidwestSports.com. Use that promo code CR15 to let them know we sent you there. With that in mind, here is my conversation with North Carolina women's tennis head coach, Brian Calvis. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Joining us on the podcast today, he is a four-time ITA National Team Indoor Championship winning coach, two-time National Coach of the Year, and the head coach of the University of North Carolina women's tennis team. It's Coach Brian Calvis. Coach, welcome to the show. We should have had you far before this date. That's on me, but it's a pleasure to finally get the chance to chat with you. How are you holding up? Thanks, Alex. Really appreciate it. We actually have won five five times of the uh, National Indoors, but uh, who's counting, right? <laughs> you know what? I forgot to include 2021. I was there. I was like, I can't believe I left that off my list. I have 13, 15, yeah. 18, and 20, yeah. and 21. You're right. Yeah. Five-time national championship winning head coach, Coach Calvis. How are you doing? Great. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to be here for you. 
Oh, it is our pleasure having you. Well, let's start with that fifth championship because I was in Stillwater to watch it all unfold. Your Tar Heels defending their national indoor title from last year. They knock off uh, Ohio State, Pepperdine, and then Texas in a dramatic 4-3 finish. Let's just start with that final. Have you ever played a match that late into the night before? Um, actually, we one other, one other time, we... Um, at the NCAAs in Athens, Georgia, um, we finished the match about 2 o'clock in the morning against Miami in the round of 16. We had a lot of weather, and it kept being delayed and did not want to go indoors. So um, we we started about 10.30 and finished about 2 o'clock. So um, did not did not go our way. We did not um, handle the, the, the lateness of the match very well in that one. So, um, But in this type of a match, a championship match, to, to start as late as we did was definitely uh, something that uh, I was not used to. I was actually around midnight. I was yawning and I was just like, man, I need to, I need to stay awake. And it was just uncomfortable because I, I was just, how are the, how are my players able to kind of focus if I'm not the, you know, again, I'm not even running around and not, and, and not, uh, and I'm the one who's, who's looking and feeling tired. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, I felt that in the commentary booth as well. And then it hit like 11 o'clock and it was just pure adrenaline the rest of the way. And, you know, what was so fascinating about that final match is, you know, you guys were the, the veteran team, the experienced team, defending champions, the, you know, the core of your group, Alexa Graham, Sarah Davitella, Ali Sanford, McKenna Jones, all they know is playing in national indoor championship matches. And yet you're coming up against a pretty much entirely freshman Texas team that respectfully, and you guys won, so I think I can say this without you getting angry at me, they smacked you in the face in doubles in those first 20 minutes. And just, I'm curious what your reaction was to that doubles point, because I know for me sitting in the booth, I was in shock. It it was like, you know, 20 minutes in, it's like, oh, I guess Texas is up one up. Yeah, I was, uh, again, I, I, I told the team after that, I said, um, you know, we just got obliterated. We got beat. I mean, was there wasn't anything that I mean. Granted, we could have done some different things. I I took the blame. I didn't. I did. I don't think I prepared our team for the onslaught that that ensued. Um, I also told them. I said um, that uh, you know we're fortunate we're not not down three um, zero because it uh, you know we felt it felt like we was we, we were down more than just one point. And I said just you know let's um, let's try and um, you know again try and see if we can extend points, extend games, extend sets, extend matches and make this match as long as possible. I feel that the, the longer the match goes, the, I felt the better. Um, and maybe find, find out if this team who is so talented, if they can, if we can get them a little bit nervous and, and get them to, to feel the pressure of, of a national championship event. Um, Cause I did feel that our team um, for the most part had been there before and, and the looks on their faces after doubles, after getting, you know, it was almost like, it's almost like they, they, they could flip the switch very quickly. And obviously, it didn't quite happen that way because we lost four set, uh, first sets in singles, and we were again having to dig ourselves out of another hole. Yeah, that's half the fun of college tennis, right, Coach? Is building that hole and trying to dig your way out. And you know, the, in that match in particular, a big switch uh, to start the singles was you know you moved Sarah up to number one singles. Sarah Davatella, who I'm referring to for you listeners at home, number two singles, who's normally at one was Alexa Graham. Let's just start with the Sarah piece because if anyone listened to the commentary throughout the weekend, they'll know my feelings. But I feel like Sarah Davitella might be the most underrated player, not just in college, but in the world. And like I know she's number three in the country or number four in the country, whatever it is. And is it possible to be underrated when you're that highly ranked? Probably not. But I swear to God, Coach, I've never seen her lose. And it's just like she always finds a way. It's unconventional, but it just seems to work. The performance you got from her at number one to knock off Peyton in straight sets, what did that mean to your team? It was gigantic. I mean, Peyton Stearns, um, we recruited her. She's obviously uh, an amazing player and has had so much success on the junior and professional level. Um, and, uh, I mean, for Sarah to beat her in straight sets just gave gave our team a, a huge boost of confidence and just the way she did it. I mean, her energy and her, I mean, she, her mindset was like, I need to get off this court as quickly as possible to get a point on the board for our team, but also because I want to cheer like crazy 
for the rest of the girls on our team. And, and that's, and it's just, I, 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 she was sprinting to the sideline. She was sprinting to their side and that's normally not Sarah. Um, but she was so excited, so fired up. And, and, um, you could see the energy that she was bringing to our team, um, every, every point. And it was, it was remarkable. And, and you pointed out, um, yeah, I don't know if this is a stat, you know, you know, but I, she has never lost in the, in the indoor tournament. I think she's 15 and all. And so for, for her to um, to have that kind of, and win the, the the MVP award three times, I, I mean I know uh, my son's a stat guy, and uh, he said nobody's won it twice, and now for her to win it three times is remarkable. Mm-hmm. No, she was exceptional all weekend long. And, you know, it wasn't just her. It was Alexa at two as well, delivering the straight set victory. And you mentioned it. You guys dropped four first sets in singles. And, you know, uh, we'll get to the comeback at four momentarily. But to get the wins at the top two from two of your senior leaders, uh, did you feel a momentum shift coming? Coaching through that match, I imagine it's a heart attack and a half. I imagine you probably burned 1,500 calories. You, you didn't need to. Too, by the way, but you probably burned that extra 1500 during the course of the match through sweat. But, you know, to get those wins from the top two, what did that do for the rest of the team? Well, it was amazing. I mean, honestly, because Sarah and Alexa were so focused, um, they, they, I mean, I, I, I normally go down there and I, I normally coach them, but I really didn't want to mess them up. So I didn't really talk to them too much. I just kind of let them do their thing. And, and if they were going to start to struggle, I was going to kind of chime in but they they were they were two runaway freight trains and and just the amount of uh again they bring in energy differently lex is more vocal but um it's for them to kind of do what they did at the top of the lineup for us at a period of, of time in that match where we needed we needed uh, you know a couple of quick points really really helped us and I, I know i know that gave the other girls who were struggling you know, confidence that, Hey, we're, we're in this and we, you know, we could do that. I just need to focus on my court, get myself back into it. But Sarah and Alexa did an incredible job with their, you know, their fifth year senior leadership, uh, giving us those quick two, four, uh, two straight set points against two very, very good players on their team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And again, I, I want to talk about Fiona, McKenna, Cam, Mora. There, we can talk about everyone on your team at, at some point. We're going to touch on them, but Let's get to that number four singles match. Uh, you know, Elizabeth Scotty's down. I think it was six four four one in that match, and then just all of the sudden, the script flips, and she ends up leveling the match, and she takes that tiebreaker in the second set, and just you know, kind of runs away with it in the third. Although being at that match, I think what three of the last four games went to a deuce point and she took all of the deuce points. I mean, that performance at her at the four singles position, because, you know, most coaches around the country, of course, the luxury of having Elizabeth Scott at uh, Scotty at the number four position is something anyone would ask for. But on this particular day, she's taken on a freshman in Charlotte Shavatapan who's matching her shot for shot. What did you see from her that allowed her to turn around that match? And then ultimately, what did this victory mean to your program? Yeah, so so for uh, Elizabeth, um, we call her Scotty. So for Scotty, you know, it was interesting. Um, you know, she, the day before, she uh, she wasn't feeling great. That was her first uh, collegiate dual match loss. Um, and so, and then, um, and so for her to kind of still kind of be reeling from that that loss and not feeling great the next day she asked me to go hit outside in 30 degree weather um to you know just to get her rhythm and timing and so she and I hit uh that morning and um so I was I was just again I was so I was so impressed the just the maturity and and just the professionalism that she was displaying on a day after she just took her first loss so uh when she was down you know you could tell that by the look in her face that you know, she was, you know, it wasn't like the day before where she felt she wasn't feeling great and she just didn't feel she didn't have it. You could tell that she there was a few points here and there and and she was mentally, mentally in, still in it. And I think that I think that wore down Charlotte a little bit. And, and Charlotte's such a great player. We recruited her, such an amazing person. And I think uh, because uh, because Scotty just literally just stayed patient, played one point at a time and did not get down on herself. Um she was able to kind of turn around and win those big points, as you pointed out, you know, those, those, those key no ad points, you know, three in a row. Um, and then getting down two zero in the third uh, and then winning six straight games. When, when I went over there, it was, a, you know, the look on her face was just like, 
she, you know, when and she's pumping her fist and she's looking at you with the, you know, this, this confident looks like this, I'm not, I'm not going to be denied. Um, you know, and I'm going to, and I, I got this and I really didn't have to say a lot of really, you know, impactful things, just a few things here and there, but really it was more of her focus and her determination. And it was the difference. Mm-hmm. No, it, it was a phenomenal match. And I have to say, just because we're cracked rackets, and I'm saying this lovingly, the racket toss from Charlotte Shavatapan at the end of the match was maybe my favorite moment of the weekend. That was that was what we needed at 1245. It was like we all are feeling that well, right now. Class, so thank as you classy for- as, as Charlotte is, she came over and apologized and really made a point that you know she didn't want you know any of us, especially Scotty, to, to feel that it was directed towards her. And, and Charlotte's just a really uh an, an unbelievable person and um i know that was you know tough way you know to end uh, a, a, a really difficult match and um but you know just it was it was more scotty winning it than anything else and i just again really uh, applaud um you know scotty's just just ability to kind of stay stay in it when it really didn't look great and and give and uh, again give our team a chance to um you know to to win a national championship which is really what she did Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And again, I, I agree with you. The reason I bring it up is because it, it's what we were all feeling. I, I could not echo uh, uh, but your sentiment more. And, you know, now, Coach, you look beyond the match and, you know, you guys got looks at Pepperdine that weekend who certainly uh, I know they didn't have uh, their number one player in the country in Ashley Leahy, but they were incredible all weekend long. And you guys got a look at Texas as well. And uh, you guys got to play Georgia in the season. And, you know, I believe you guys guys have won 29 consecutive matches 18 and 0 last year 11 and 0 now on this season and coach you're in that position where you know you have probably 10 11 players on your roster that can contribute anywhere in the lineup and you feel pretty comfortable about that and so you know even backing away from that national indoor result where two months into the season and I'm sure if I told you you would have only played 11 matches in two months you wouldn't have been the happiest about that but as you look at where your team's at at this point of the year how are things feeling in Chapel Hill well I mean knock on wood we've we've done a really good job of staying healthy for the most part um we've had you know a few aches and pains and here and there but um you know we're um you know, we're excited, really excited. Uh, you know, we, we played uh, our first conference match at Virginia, and that was a tough match. You know, Virginia is a very talented team. And um, so being being on the road, first conference match, we, we did a, a great job. Um, we have two really tough conference matches coming up at home uh, against Miami and Florida State, um, both two really, really tough teams. And those are going to be our first two matches outside. We've been had we've had incredible weather the last couple of weeks, so we've been able to practice outside, but we haven't played a match outside. So um, last year, you know, our first match outdoors was at Florida State, uh, one versus two, and it was, I mean, it was barely 50 degrees, but it was so windy, and it felt like it was about 30 degrees. And um, I think the weather is going to be a lot better this weekend here, um, and um, just um, very excited. I mean, I, again, we we felt last year with the season being cut short and, and um, having our, our, you know, our players, our seniors feeling like their, their career's over that there's a lot of unfinished business. And I know, I know we've, you know, we've have a streak going, but we don't, we don't talk about the streak. Um, we don't really, you know, you know, the indoors is, is great. And we, you know, our players can always say they're a national champion, but you know, we're uh, we've turned the page and we're, you know, we're, we're just trying to get better. Um, as you pointed out, we have a very deep team. We're um, trying to give everybody opportunities, and we've done that. Um, you know, if you look at you know who we've played in the last few matches, it's our lineup, uh, especially at the bottom, has been very different. Um, so um, you know, we have uh, again, we, we need everybody. We we talk about it all the time. We need everybody to be fresh and ready and competitively sharp. You know, for us to to be successful at the end. So you know, we're going to continue to give players um, opportunities and. And uh, they seem to, to, to be rising to the challenge or the opportunity, you know, when it's, when it's presented to them. Mm-hmm. I'm tempted to do five minutes on that Florida State match because I remember it was either Mora or Scotty who clinched it, right? I think it was Mora who clinched that. Well, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was absolutely dynamic. I mean, it was I mean, you could tell that it was coming down to Cam's match because she was in a third set breaker and was was down. Um, uh, she had actually was down match point. 
But, um, you know, at the same time, Scotty was, was kind of up four, like three Oh and four, four Oh four one in the third. Um, and then when, when, when Cam beats Huel in a third set tiebreaker, I think it was nine, seven, um, uh, you know, it was, um, and then Scotty ended up winning six, one in the third, but Scotty ultimately clinched it. But, uh, I mean, it, you could tell that it was, it was Cam's match to, to really give us that, uh, that, that victory, which was, you know, pretty amazing. And we, we played that match without Sarah Davitilla because she was sick and she wasn't feeling great. So, um, um, you know, just, uh, you know, again, um, and that was Casey Harvey's first, uh, first introduction to a competitive, uh, you know, real competitive match on the road at Florida state. So that was a great, uh, great, uh, just a great victory for our team. Seems like eons ago, but you know, yeah, yeah we're, uh, yeah. it was, uh, it, it, yeah. it was literally a lifetime ago. I'm thinking I, I like, I had just moved to Indianapolis and I was like, Oh, I'm going to watch some UNC Florida state this weekend. And like, yeah, now 12 months later, that match is lost to the history of time. And, you know, again, I, I do want to talk about the rest of your roster about, you know, uh, because I think in particular uh, we know who the senior stars are. But when you get the call from Sarah, and I asked a similar question to UNC men's head coach Sam Paul in an interview that's also being released this week. But when you get the call from Sarah and Alexa and Allie and McKenna, or maybe it's just a group chat with the four of them and you, and they're saying, Coach, we're coming back for another year. Is that a top five moment of your life? Like top three? Where's that rank up there? Cause I imagine I'd be like, Oh my God, we can do it again. It, um, you know, again, it, it, you go from, you go from, uh, to feeling so disappointed that, um, you know, our players, our season shut down to having the possibility of, Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, they can come back. And then with the idea that, Oh, but maybe they can't get a, a scholarship. You know, so how is it going to be paid for? Some of them can't can't afford it um, to the point where, oh, you know, we find out that we can have it paid for. And then later on in that summer, we found out it's from Coach Williams and his wife, Wanda. Um, but when our players say they're coming back uh, unequivocally, it, it sh- there's such a, a emotional uh, high and pride and just satisfaction to know that not that we're going to have an incredible team, but just to know that, you know, these players, they love Carolina. They love college tennis. They, 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 they just love this team and they want to, they want to have another go at it. And it, they, it's, they, they, I mean, they could have, they, you know, they could have easily, you know, decide, you know what, I'm going to go pro. I'm going to do this. I'm going to move on. But they, they truly, truly love uh, being, you know, in this program and, and they're, they're, they're all working so hard. And I mean, it's just refreshing to me to see, Fifth-year seniors um, having such passion, you know, for the team, and in so many ways, uh, it just it, it it makes my my heart so warm and and, and fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's I love to hear that as well. And you know, it, it's so rare any team sport, any sport in general. The thing, any athlete you ask them what they would want it's a second chance it's a second chance to hit that serve again or a second chance to play that dual match that went against them and you know unfortunately with the way sports are that's the one thing you never get in in any sport is a second chance but if there's any silver lining perhaps that's come out of this pandemic it's the fact that all of these seniors all of these teams that were off to incredible starts last season do get essentially a mulligan you get the chance to run it back and you know, it's a little bit different because now there are some super teams that have emerged across the country, yours as well. But is there that sense of it's a mulligan? There's a sense of relief. It's like, oh, my gosh, we actually get a chance to do this back. And, you know, how does that, you know, I guess, are you guys feeling that emotion in Chapel Hill? I think we're still feeling that 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 um, sense of gratefulness and and, um, and appreciation that we get we get another um you know, they, they, the seniors last year, they didn't even want to be called seniors um, because they just, they, they know that it's just their time was kind of, you know, coming, you know, coming to an end. And um, so, um, and then obviously for them to have another full year, uh, I know it's been a difficult, challenging, you know, you know, weird year, but for them to kind of have another opportunity um, is, is, is so, it, it, they, they appreciate it every single day. Uh, they're, they're very grateful. And they, they're just, they're just taking it, you know, they're taking it in stride and, you know, it's, it's, um, 
you know, I just literally chopped the court, you know, with, with, with Sarah, she's been, she comes out, she has one class and she's just working really, really hard and just loves, you know, just, and just loves every single moment being out there in a tennis court, you know, cause this is a time where she can actually spend so much extra time on her tennis. So it's just, you know, it's a really, uh, it's a special thing, you know, for us to be able to kind of, you know, as you, as you said, have a do over, have a mulligan, have, have another opportunity to kind of, um, go through the, um, go through the whole enjoyment process of, of seeing what we can do. I mean, see, see, you know, see how good we can be and see, you know, we've never won a, uh, a, uh, NCAA outdoor title, um, as a program. And, and, um, I still feel that even if we don't, this is, you know, it's not, it's not the end all. It really isn't because to me, I, I always talk about how, how enjoyable the process is and, and, and every, you know, the memories that we have going through it and to have another year with this group, adding the freshmen into it, uh, just makes it so much more special for, for all of us. Mm-hmm. And you talk about those freshmen and, you know, the youngsters on the bottom half of your roster. Let's focus on them now because, you know, Alexa, Sarah, McKenna, the Allie, they, they, they're all really good. Everyone knows that. But I mean, when you look at the bottom of this roster and, you know, Cam and Elizabeth have kind of solidified themselves in that middle half of the lineup, but I mean, you have so many options, Coach, this season when you look at, you know, obviously Fiona Crowley, uh, the freshman who's come in and been so good for you guys at six, or someone like Annika Yarlagata, who, from my hometown, so always going to get a shout-out, but has contributed, you know, clinched that match for you guys in Georgia, and Riley Tran's been great in doubles as well. What's the level of competition like right now in practice? How difficult is it for you to distinguish who should and shouldn't be playing in the lineup? It's amazing, it, and it's it's amazing in in um in the most uh, productive, special, beneficial way. Because I mean, my body is so sore because I am. Our players are coming out so <laughs> much because they know that if I don't come out, okay, I'm not gonna get better. Exit, you know, this player, this player is coming out. So our players are there. Our players have come out. Ali Sanford, who's not in regularly in the singles, she's come out more, and her in. And obviously our freshmen, they don't know any diff- anything different. They're lo- they love tennis. Between Riley and Fiona and and Sarah McClure, they 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 just come out and they just they they just they, they they work really hard. They're very unselfish. I mean, Cam, the last two weeks I went with her every single day at at eight o'clock in the morning, and she's just she's really working hard on, on specific things in her game, and. um you know, she, you know, her, it, it see, it, you can see it paying off. I mean, you, you got somebody who is a perfectionist and wants to do things the right way. But, you know, to me, I, I told her the other day, I said, you know, she never takes a play off. She never takes a, a point off. She never takes a day off. So, and then you got Elizabeth Scotty, who, um, I mean, she, you know, she is so professional and respectful. And, um, you know, yesterday after practice, she stayed for 30 minutes and that's typical for her. She's, she, you know, she wants to get all in these extra reps, you know, and uh, so she, you know, she's, she, she's loving it. She's really enjoying it. Um, and you, you can see, uh, as I said, you know, her willingness to come out the morning of, of the national championship in 30 degree weather, you know, when we're not playing until potentially nine, nine thirty, ten o'clock at night was really, you know, it, you know, the hard work, you know, it really, really pays off and is showing, you know, and again, with all the competition that we have, I think it's 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 turned into a real positive thing where the competition could be like kind of nitpicking and kind of coming at each other, but it's actually you know what everybody everybody knows. Hey, if I if I prepare and I work hard, I'll get my opportunities. But it's not just getting my opportunities. When I get my opportunities, I want to do something with it. And and our players have been able to do that. You know, I mean, at Georgia, you got we got two people out, and then you know you got Annika and uh, and Riley stepping in. And uh, and ultimately, on basically on four on four courts, they got to go on after all these other matches and have to feel the pressure of having to kind of beat Georgia after losing doubles point on the road and and have to win those last two matches out there um, was really special to see. Mm-hmm. No, and again, I think she was 
like 10 or 11 maybe when I was 16, 17. And, you know, so at that point I'm dusting her. But, like, Annika could have finished that match at 5-2. I didn't need the tiebreaker in the third set against Georgia, just so she knows in case she listens. But nevertheless, it was a great performance from her. And, you know, the second half of this question would be for me is uh, because given the fact we're amidst a pandemic, there aren't going to be as many match opportunities just in general for all of the teams as you're accustomed to. You know, by the time you've hit NCAAs, most teams have played at least 30, most sometimes north of 35 uh, matches. But given the fact that there aren't going to be that matches this season, how do you balance giving everyone on your roster a shot to play versus, you know, ensuring the people you need come NCAAs have enough reps under their belt throughout the rest of the season? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think in the past, um, um, I think our, our, I think our super seniors don't really, they've played enough tennis. I don't think they really need to be in there. So if I don't think if that, I think they can take a day off or hearing that and we can afford it, we're going to, we're going to give them a day off. Um, and um, they, they have the experience. They have the, uh, the, the miles put in, 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 in the matches over their course of their year. So I don't think they need it. Um, so, um, and then, and then I, I honestly, I think they, would benefit from being fresh and the stretch run at the end as well. So, um, and then, and then obviously, you know, trying to figure out if, you know, Scotty and Cam, whether they, you know, they need, you know, days off. Um, but to have um, Fiona, you know, she's been a regular in our lineup and, and she'll continue to be because I think she's going to, every match she gets to play is going to be, really be beneficial for her. Uh, and then we need, we need to get Riley and Annika and Allie, um, and even Casey at times some some reps to uh, to to make sure that you know because they're all different styles and um, and so you know going going down you know we don't get any credit um, having the best seven eight nine and ten eleven uh, players in the country we don't get any credit but where we could get credit is maybe being fresh and maybe having players kind of be able to have a a style that would match up really well against somebody so. You know, it kind of reminds me in 2010 when we made our first Final Four, we lost the doubles point to Duke um, in the NCAA um, quarterfinals, and I just knew we weren't going to win the match with the with the lineup we had. But we had seven really really good players, and we they all been working really hard. So we actually took our number three player out and moved everybody up and put uh, Zoe DeBrucker in at six, and um, and I ended up we ended up winning four singles matches, and then the next day against Florida. You know, I think we, we, you know, we did the same thing. And, and, um, if, um, Sanaz didn't miss an overhead, but if Sanaz hits an overhead over the short fence and the McWhorter courts, you know, over, em- over Embry, I think, you know, I think we win that match because we're winning the other matches on the court. So, you know, I think the luxury we have keeping everybody sharp, competitively sharp is that, you know, we will have the opportunity to, um, again, have some op- op- options, okay, going forward that might other teams might not have, not having the, the quality of players at the bottom of our lineup. Can I just say I always appreciate a coach with that sort of memory of the 2010 shot. I wasn't going to bring that one up. I do have a 2014 NCAA final question for you in a bit, but I just I want to sneak in one more question on uh, your roster, and in particular, I want to talk just quickly about McKenna Jones, who you know two years ago was playing number one singles was I believe ranked number one or number two in the country and uh, obviously if you have followed college tennis closely over these past four or five seasons we know the tennis she is capable of but uh, you know I know uh, being around your team a little bit that she's dealt with a bunch of different injuries and hasn't really found her rhythm uh, yet this season and certainly when she does uh, that's a scary thing for the rest of the college tennis world what are you guys doing to ensure that because I feel like she has played fewer matches than some of the other seniors on your roster of late what do you guys do with her to ensure that she gets the enough matches that she needs yeah another again again another really good question you know we need McKenna I mean there's no question and um but we need McKenna feeling um good about her game and and feeling comfortable she unfortunately um was playing unbelievable tennis uh, to start of this year. She uh, she beat uh, we we had a kind of a hidden duel with NC State and Virginia, and she beat um, she beat two really really good players. Uh, one of them was Natasha Subhash in straight sets, um, and um, 
and Argy was playing at the level of of when she was you know top two in the country. And um, unfortunately for her, she you know she tested positive um, and um, was out for two weeks. And and looks like it looked like she wasn't she wasn't going to go make it back you know in time for indoors. But she got she got she passed her um, echocardiogram, the the heart test, and she was able to kind of you know you know get some of her conditioning back. And uh, I think honestly, playing indoors that was really her goal, and she was so excited. She loves that tournament. Last year, she was a rock for us at, at indoors, and you know it was a huge point as you saw in Chicago. Uh, we wouldn't have won you know the indoors last year without basically her winning every match you know as, as solid as she did. Um, so um, I wasn't planning on playing her every match because I didn't think she was physically ready um, and definitely mentally ready. But she struggled the first day. Second day, she played great. And I'm like, well, she, she played great the second day, so I'm going to play her the third day. So, um, But I think she's still, she's still kind of getting her feet under her and confidence and her timing and her rhythm back from you know being missing those two weeks. And she's the kind of player that needs, needs um, practice reps. And um, so she's been get, getting that recently. And, and um, so you know, we're, we're excited to give her more competitive reps uh, in the future. So definitely somebody that um you know we really really need down the stretch and um excited to see what she can do for us mm-hmm. and as you look down the stretch you guys have a bunch of ACC matches as you mentioned you already got the win over Virginia last weekend but you still have Miami Florida State you're going to see Duke down the road I think uh you guys have NC State down the road as well ACC championships but you know when you look uh, even in your conference and beyond that as well, you look at a school like Pepperdine that's able to bring back Jessica Fela and, you know, Ashley Leahy and they bring in Shiori Fakuda as well. You've got a super team in Texas with all of their talent there and even, you know, NC State, Florida State, all these schools, Georgia bringing everyone back. Of course, you look at the past 10 years of college tennis, some of the teams you guys have had, Stanford, UCLA, Georgia, uh, when you comp- you know, when you look, I suppose broadly at the at the level of women's college tennis, how would you say this season and just you know again trending these past ten years have fared? I, I look at it and I see just the level continuing to increase across the board. Of course, it helps when you have a bonus year for everyone this season, but you know from your perspective, when you look across the country, what are your thoughts on the level? Yeah, it's it, this. I mean, this year's level. You got super teams. You've never had super teams, so we have. We have 11 girls on scholarship, and most teams have more than eight. So you got the, the quality of players and the depth of the, the teams is is phenomenal this year. And but take that out of the equation, and you still the, the level. You got players coming to college that would have typically gone pro. Um, you know, Peyton Stearns for one. Um, so I mean, you got a you got a lot of great um, great players playing college tennis. I, you know, even you know international players staying. You know, you know, st- stick with the you know, the Texas team, you got Anna Tarati, who, you know, has been playing pro tournaments and she, she's spending her fifth year playing, you know, for Texas. And who would have thought that when she came in as a, as a, you know, as a highly, you know, professional basically as a junior. And uh, so, but not, not to mention, you know, you, you got Stanford and you got Stanford who's under the radar. I mean, I know they're, they're, they just started, but they have pretty much everybody back. They got super team cause they got extra players. And so, um, you know, they, they had um, Arbuth now who wasn't going to come back and now she's, now she's back. So they, you know, you, you got teams that are so strong. Um, and uh, I mean, within our conference, I mean, Florida state added the number one player from Michigan's team, who is a you know, top 25 player in the country to their lineup. And, um, you know, so Florida state who was, you know, top two in the country last year, you know, got better. Um, um, so, um, and then obviously, uh, Duke, uh, Duke, the players, you know, weren't going to come back. Mabel Chi wasn't coming back, but now she's back. Um, so, you know, you got, you got, you just got su- such depth in, in college tennis. Um, you know, with Virginia, you got Navarro who ended up, you know, instead of turning pro, going to college. So, I mean, it's, you know, really, you know, UCLA is, is so scary good. I mean, you got, you know, a girl from Georgia who transferred there, Vivian Wolf. Um, you got Vanessa Ong, who hasn't played at all this year, but you know is, is on the bench. So um, UCLA is, you know, is very, very, very di- uh, cha- uh, difficult team. Pepperdine, you know, obviously the one of the best players in the country last year transferred there in Bakuda, as you mentioned, um, and they got 
you know, a couple of really good foreign players, not to mention, you know, Fela, who's playing amazing tennis these days. And then obviously the number one player in the nation and Ashley Alehu, who didn't, didn't play in indoors is on their roster. So there's, there's so many great teams and I know I've, I've kept some out, but you know, you know, our, our, our team is, is, is um, as deep as any. Um, but, um, you know, I felt last year, you know, we felt, I thought our depth was better than anybody's depth just because, um, you know, you had, you know, again, with our lineup that we had, you know, it was, it was proven that, you know, our, our depth was, was very strong and we were winning a lot of matches at the bottom of the lineup, but also our, our you know, when you, when you look at um, the UCLA match, we, you know, our, our, our depth really carried us last year. And, and our top three was just as good as their top three. And those are just, you know, dog fight matches this year. I, you know, our depth is still very good, but our, you know, again, I think we have the best seven, eight, nine and 10 players in the country, but it doesn't really give us anything. <laughs> no, it's fair. The talent across the board, again, it should lead to a spectacular home stretch here uh, of this 2021 season. And again, I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I do want to talk uh, you know, about your Carolina program quickly because obviously you've got a ton of talent now, but that sticks with the theme of these past 10, 15 years of Carolina tennis. When you look at players like you know Jamie Loeb and Haley Carter and Jesse Annie, who are all now playing in the pros and were successful at North Carolina uh what you know how helpful is it for you as the coach to have former players who your current players can turn to and say look this is what I did in college to help prepare me for a pathway to the pros and you know do you continue to believe that college tennis can be a successful vehicle to helping all these women across the country eventually play pro tennis Absolutely. I mean, everybody that's coming into our program wants to be a professional tennis player now, which is amazing. And that's the that's the difference in our program now than in the past. Haley Carter, uh, while she was trying to be a pro, um, was helping us as a volunteer coach and, um, you know, helped us, you know, our last NCAA run to the semis, you know, in in in, uh, in Orlando. Haley was on our staff while also playing pro events. And now she's top 30 in the world. Um, and doing incredible things in grand slams. And, and she trains out of Carolina when she's not, you know, you know, overseas and she has opportunities. She comes back to Carolina and trains out of here. And, um, and so does Jamie and Jamie's, you know, Jamie comes back and, uh, and gives back. And so it just, it, it, it motivates our current players to, to see that, that our family, our players, that they, um, they have always have a home here. Um, and uh, it's exciting, you know, our players, Sarah wants to, you know, continue to play. McKenna wants to continue to play. Alexa does. And they're going to use their, you know, they're going to be, you know, want to use this Carolina, you know, resources, facilities and, and family as a, as their training ground. So um, they, when they leave the program, they're never, ever, you know, leaving. They're always, you know, anything they need, um, we will provide for them. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to be like, you know what, give me six months before you come back to Chapel Hill. You're like, five years was a lot. Like, you guys mind giving me an additional six months? But no, uh, I completely understand that sentiment. And again, uh, there have been so many fantastic teams uh, in women's college tennis over the past 10 years. You think about some of those Stanford teams, uh, some of your teams, obviously that 2019 season, the last NCAA we had between you guys, Stanford and Georgia, it was, you know, it was literally a pick who's ever playing back is going to win. Uh, I know you guys are going to be looking to make, I believe, your second NCAA final in program history. The first came in that 2013-2014 season. Curious because, you know, talking to you now, clearly you've got a memory for that match. How well do you remember that, you know, those third sets at three and four singles in that 2014 final, uh, McPhillips and Van Wynn versus Price and Die? Uh... Unfortunately, I remember it too well. Um, uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. And um, there's just, again, um, it was just unfortunate uh, because the the two matches, as you pointed out, the two matches that came down to was Caroline Price versus Kyle McPhillips. Okay. And then Van Wynn and Ashley Dye. And um, and obviously the the match where it was very key for us after losing the doubles point, the, the match that key was, was Caroline. Caroline was up... Um, was up three two in the third, and um, had uh, had a game point. Um, and McPhillips came to the net, and I was I was on the bench, and McPhillips had an easy volley 
and hit the volley right towards me where the umpire's side as well. And as she hit the volley, my view is where the ball bounced and also to her. And it was very obvious as she missed this easy, easy volley, she just turned her head away and walked back. Um, And the umpire also had a view of the umpire who was right next to me. The umpire did not see the ball bounced. It was just like, uh, again, it was such an easy volley that no one ever would think that Kyle would ever miss it. Okay, Kyle put her head, hands on her head, turned and walked away. And Caroline called the ball out because it was out. Um, and, um, and Caroline was right there, you know, to play the shot. Um, so, unfortunately, the girl didn't, the, the girl didn't obviously, you know, uh, appeal. And the, coach, the, the ref, unfortunately, made a bad mistake and just immediately just overruled because, again, that she was convinced that she would never miss it. So, unfortunately for us and Caroline, Caroline did not handle it well and ended up, you know, losing serve, you know, not breaking her. So instead of being a four-two serving, it was three all, and then not, and then obviously it was it was difficult. But to me, in my mind and heart, that that if that goes the way it should have gone, Caroline wins wins that, and um, and uh, we win, and we, and we win, it, you know. And so it was unfortunate, but. Um, you know, again, um, it was such a great, um, a great match. Two high-level teams. Um, obviously, you got uh, Haley Carter beating Jennifer Brady two and two at number two, um, and then obviously you, you, you figure for us, um, you know, if uh, you know Jamie has beaten Robin Anderson twice, and for you know for Jamie not to beat Robin Anderson in that match and still have a chance, because to me you got a, a, a player, you know, like for us Tessa Lyons at six who. Man, what an, the, one of the best fighters, competitors I've ever coached. For her to 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 win against Kayla Ray down at six and just leave her as a senior, leave her whole guts uh, and heart on the court um, was truly remarkable. And then obviously you got um, Kay Vial winning at five against Catherine Harrison, which is an incredible match. You know, Kay just played the match of her life. Um, and then Ashley Dye, you know, having to having to be fully cramped after the match and having to be you know, just going, you know, just getting some IVs in her, you know, leaving it out there at four, at, at four you know, against an incredible player in Ben Wynn. So, I mean, it was just, a, you know, again, I know our team was very disappointed, but I was, I was actually very happy with the, the, you know, just the way we competed, the way, you know, we lost the doubles point, came back and gave ourselves an, you know, an incredible opportunity to win a national championship. No, I mean, first of all, A, again, incredible memory by you. I'm looking at these rosters and I'm like, how can the teams now be better than these teams? But they actually might be, and that's the crazy part. And I'm looking at number one doubles, Anderson and Brady versus Loeb and Carter. Like, plop me on the sideline there. That would have been a fun one to watch, no doubt about that. Uh, But yeah, no, an incredible match. And again, it speaks to uh, how close it is between these teams, how thin the margins are at the top. Well, not to mention the day before when... when Basically, Caroline Price has to be Carol Zhao at the number three position. Um, and then Jamie Loeb beats Christy on 6-0-6-0 in the second and third sets. Um, and obviously, Haley killing Krista Hardebeck. Um, I mean, it's just, I mean, that match, was a, you know, against Stanford in the semis was, was remarkable. So, I mean, it's just the level of competition was phenomenal. I mean, it was just uh, the, the quality of players. Carol Zhao with three. Um, you know, it's just, um, you know, so, I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was such fun tennis back then. And, and I just, I really have such proud moments of our team. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I think I'm looking at the box score now. All six of Stanford's players were ranked in the top 60 of the ITA singles rankings. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, and again, it speaks to the level in college tennis. It speaks to the excitement we all have ahead of us. And, you know, again, I guess my final question for you would be in terms of expectations. I'm not going to ask, is it national championship or bust? Because I, that's a stupid question. I will ask when fans around the country watch your team compete and when you're watching your team compete, match in match out what do you hope to see from them for the rest of this 2021 season well i think it goes back all the way to 2010 i mean we've we've been actually at at, at some point in those seasons for the last 11 years we've been ranked number one in the country and um and then we've never fallen out of any ranking period of the top five okay so to me um what what i love about our team no matter who we're playing against okay we we show up, you know. We have enjoyment, and we 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 have 
we have pride. Okay. Uh, we, ne- we don't take a day off. We, we, we are competitive and we give it our best. We don't always, we don't, we don't always come through, but I, I, I love the fact that we don't, we respect the game. We respect our opponents and we, we, and we have too much love and pride for each other to, to just kind of go through the motions. And, and um, I'm hopeful that we will continue to do that this year. And that will in turn propel us to continue to get better and have an incredible, enjoyable season to boot. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, it is uh, very clear to all of us who watch your team compete, if you don't mind me saying that, uh, you guys are enjoying yourselves. And yeah, it's what college tennis is all about. So coach, thank you so much for taking the time to chat today. Obviously wishing you guys safety, health, success throughout the rest of the season. Uh, and I suppose, as always, I will throw in a go heels. Thank you, Alex. Right. Really appreciate the time. It's uh, You guys do such a great job with Crack Rackets and we uh, to have you guys supporting college tennis the way you do is is, uh, is such a joy. So thank you so much for everything. Oh, it's our pleasure, Coach. Take care. Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with Coach Brian Kelbis. A huge thank you to him for taking the time to chat. Obviously, we will be wishing him and his, his team safety, health, success throughout the rest of this 2021 season. If you want to hear more about all the goings-on in college tennis, as always, I will recommend you go check out our Great Shot podcast feed, Chris Halioris, Matt Stokowiak, joining me every week to talk about the biggest storylines both on and off the court in the college tennis world. Of course, if you've missed out on any of the action, there has been so much throughout the various levels of tennis uh, over these past few weeks. You can catch up on everything by going to our website, CrackedRackets.com. As always, I will ask you like, rate, subscribe, review this podcast, The Great Shot Podcast, Mini Break Podcast, all of our Cracked Rackets shows. You need those more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We are at Cracked Rackets. You want to message me directly, I'm at Great Shot Pod. Shout out, as always, to the super producers, Fliegner and Westoff for the f- of any job they do day in, day out. Shout out as well to our friends at Midwest Sports. Go to MidwestSports.com. Use that promo code CR15. But with that in mind, for our wonderful guest, head coach Brian Kelbis, our super producers, Fliegner and Westoff, our friends at Midwest Sports, and all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone. 